like in debate club, he's very reasonable. Like, yeah, I yeah. feel like he does a good job of making people think <laughs> that he's not a nice person when he's actually a lovely guy. We see through your mask uh, here. And no. on that note, we introduce our very first guest because Oliver Cheryl is friend of the show. Yes. So, very first guest. Do you want your full name or just first name? Or... Whatever you think is most professional. Kian Guy. <laughs> Woo! Yes! yes. Well, we've got a live studio. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Kian. Thank you for how having you me. Um, yeah, very honoured. Should we do in like an, you know how when we first started, we were like, what our age was, what we started for A levels, what we want to go into, yeah. and what a particular area of interest is? Do you mind? So, yeah, just ask me the question. So, so what is your age, young man? Or slash, what year are you in? I'm 17. I'm in year 12. He's a big one. What do you study for A levels? Or you do A levels because you're actually yeah. bullish. What do you study for A levels? History, geography, and economics. How are you finding that? <laughs> Interesting. Um, economics teacher's not in for like two months. So that's great. Um, <laughs> history, geography hey, is fun. Independent learning. You're getting prepared for uni. Yes, exactly. I, do you know what though? It is genuinely nice to see someone doing subjects that are academic, but they actually really enjoy. Yeah. I feel like that's the thing. Ask a worker, pick STEM or stuff like that or things like essay subjects and they're just miserable but Keen's living yeah. time is like he's thriving yes he stands <laughs> um, future aspirations hopes dreams um, the university and then solicitor nice that's basically like it. Gray Atkins on EastEnders except not a bad person that's really bad I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's just because he's like the one good looking solicitor person oh thank yeah, you they oh, use him they use him laboriously as I can do I wonder how he feels about that oh, yeah. um how do you think male actors feel about being used as like eye candy? Just like a, I'm quite far away from the mic because I'm at a laptop, but hopefully. do you want to bring it around here so then? Yeah, it might be easier. Uh, yeah, let me sit on a chair like another person. But yeah, just like a random question. If you okay, so I know if I were an actress, or like if I were in the public eye, and it's kind of it doesn't matter what you look like, you're gonna get sexualized or in some way objectified. Yeah, I'd be uncomfortable with that. Keen from a male perspective. I'm honestly curious because I wonder how like male actors and models feel it depends like initially it's probably great but then afterwards like after doing it for ages and then like all the media stuff and I feel like it gets worse but initially I feel like men would love it men really like yeah. it do you know what though you've got a point there in that I don't think guys get compliments as much and so I guess by some way that yeah. translates yeah. to I think it's society like pressures them to compliment women more than women compliment men. I think that's so unfair. Like, yeah. Kian, your haircut's amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you look great. Really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Always has great shoes. Kian's shoe game, he's not always wearing school shoes. No, school shoes, but the trainers, yeah. Trainers, <laughs> always wearing your pair of trainers. See, it's easy to... And I don't understand why some women are sometimes afraid of complimenting guys. Yeah, I know. I think it still, it still goes back to... Um, old-fashioned old fashioned ideas of sort of gender roles within relationships and it's always been you know the man that makes the first move things like that 57 hours 7 minutes for Sarah's um, EPQ it's film to be uploaded bane of my life but I did it in 3 weeks that is impressive that, start that from was... September they said two no, 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 only 3 weeks yeah <laughs> do you know what though Tyler did say something like that. it's honestly one of the best compliments I've gotten in a while so if you're allowed me to big myself up for a second go ahead if she goes if anyone because I was stressed out about it and she goes if anyone can make a deadline, it's you. It's you. She yes. remembered, like, yes. year 11 cider where I just put an all-nighter to get all that course work. I got a, a B in the end for nothing. That's because that's they didn't give bad. anyone anything higher than a B, so that's basically yeah. an A star. We know, but yeah, I feel so... Like, we were predicted A stars. We were told you we were told. We were actually told they, as well. They marked our course work and said, this is full marks. Yeah, exactly. We were told. Where? <laughs> where have they gone? <laughs> we so... Oh, we totally sorry. So, you want to be a sister... If you had to pick um, a topic of interest, or 
both like okay i know you're into like sports and football and stuff so i guess that would be one yeah but if you if if you were to ever educate some like if you had to give a ted talk on something and uh, what would it be like what would the topic be it'd probably be history related like do you want it well, yeah we can work with that hold on sorry carry on we'll edit this all out it's fine um we're doing a podcast from there. Sure. Can't let too, too many people, but it'll work. We're hoping it'll be about this. Keen's our official guest. Thank We've you. now been joined by guest number two, Davod. Do you want your full name on there or not? Uh, my name is Davod Vezavi Shah. I live at. Uh, <laughs> 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 right, so, Keen, you're saying something history related? Yeah, probably. Well, okay, so I'm, I think I'm one of those people who sometimes says history. I just think about like the past of the entire universe. But then I hear you guys talk about like your history and everyone is so specific. Yeah. If you had to pick like a specific period in history, what would it be? Early modern. I don't know what that means. So like 19, uh, 20th century. Oof. I like that. I, I see you doing that, yeah. yeah. Okay, then we're going to pose the same questions to Davod, who's just joined us. He's another friend of ours. He's amazing. We love him. Hopefully he'll be on more podcasts in the future. This was an impromptu visit. Um, Davod, this is a bit like our ASL section where we're going to ask you age slash year group. Okay. Oh, year 12. <laughs> uh, 17 years old. Um, and A-levels that you study? Maths, Biology, Chemistry, History, EPQ. How are you finding it? <laughs> I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. I like the variety. Yeah, I was just saying, like, because I was saying for Keen, I admire the fact that he really just enjoys what he's doing. I suppose you probably do. Yeah. I, I do too. I don't know why I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then for you, I also just admire your work ethic because you have so much on your plate and you just constantly write out. So, yeah. Thanks. Of course, to you. Um, after that was Future Aspirations. Where, what are you oh. thinking? If you had to be somewhere, where do you want to end up? Medicine, hopefully. At Cambridge, I hope. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Big Boo. What? No, it's better. It's better Oxford. than Oxford. I mean, Oxford is way better than Cambridge. Uh-uh, Cambridge has the boats. So does Oxford. Cambridge yeah. has better boats. <laughs> do you actually know that? Don't you? Have you yeah. been to the side of the boats? Okay, why do you only oh, want to go to Scotland, don't you? You don't want to go to Oxford oh, anymore. Where do you want Scotland. to go to Scotland? Edinburgh or Manchester. Ooh, okay, um, so my like options are, as like the aspirational one that I probably won't get, but I'm kind of hoping I do, would be Oxford, but yeah. if anyone from Oxford is listening to this right now, and it's like a year in the future, <laughs> like, please! <laughs> um, but my second choice would be Glasgow. Oh, that's not far. Because, yeah, because I looked at it, it's just, well, it's third in the country for medicine, but I just looked at the area and I just thought... Yeah, my thing's the area. Mm, the uh, university's alright, but I need a good yeah. area. Like, yeah, I feel like being in, like, a mountain, so, like, an open, natural area is so good for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, fourth choice, which sounds kind of bad, because if Edinburgh's listening to this, I'm sorry, but I love you too, but fourth choice would be Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah. So we could be at the same That'd be quite cool, yeah. That'd be sick. That'd be mad. Because I feel like you're not the friend who would just remind everyone of all the embarrassing stuff I've done. Instead, you'd allow me to have a bit of a fresh start. Yeah. And then you'd have and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah. So, so I'd give you, a, give you a chance. I'd have like a week of being like a really cool, refined individual. And then either I'd mess it up for myself, <laughs> or King would come in and be just like, come in. remember that time when you did something? <laughs> um, we were talking about wanting to structure our podcast a bit more. Yeah. And so? So um, I was thinking... Um, for those listening in the future, date is 13th of March uh, 2020. We don't know what's going to happen in the future um, because of the coronavirus. And I'm sure um, everyone will know what that is. But I think because we're not really scientists or doctors or anything, um, what would be interesting for us to discuss would be the sort of the media hype around it. Because I was talking to my parents and they were saying, well, I remember back in my day there was a 
or a flu or something that everyone was really um, stressing about. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they feel like it's so much more um, scary nowadays and so much more stressful for everyone purely because you have those updated figures. Like, I get notification on my phone every time someone's oh, died, yeah, pretty yeah. much. It's like, oh, okay. the numbers are now 600 um, confirmed yeah. cases in the UK. Um, and yeah, I just wonder what your thoughts are on that. Okay, as a follow-up question to help us, like, I guess, organise our thoughts. So, I'm going off the thought that um, I saw a thing on Reddit. Oh, God, I hate admitting that I use Reddit, but um, it's got such a negative rep, but it is quite a good source for news. I saw a picture on there where it was taken in a New York subway station because they've been quit- hit quite badly by the corona, yeah. or COVID-19, are we calling it that, I guess? Um, and it was a sign essentially saying... Um, Basically, they won't tolerate any form of like hate or discrimination at their subway station. Um, it was quite funny actually. It said, "Alternative, if you can't handle this, alternative means of transport, stay home," um, <laughs> and things like that. And it yeah. was it, the final um, like phrase, like the catchphrase of it was something along the lines of "fight the flu, not each other." And I say that just stems greatly from like the immense xenophobia that's like stemmed from this. So I think yeah. there's a lot of meme culture that I think we're mostly exposed to where we yeah. see. Because yeah. I know that there's not a single person in this room, or at least in my friendship group, so I would hope, because you, know, yeah. you know people so well, who would be xenophobic in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So when it's discussed amongst, I say, people mostly our age, I'd say it's memed, and it's kind of, I guess, lighthearted. Yeah. But then you, I think we forget often that there's these really great repercussions that come from that. And so I, I'd say... If we were to organise it into media is like the main thing of like how it's informing us of it. How does that then influence things like xenophobia, like or the social climate, or like different things like that? Like just hear your guys' opinion on it, I guess. I think media's slightly exaggerated it a little bit because you know the flu kills what half a million people each year. How many people? Have, yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Maybe how how many people have died in England? What eight so, out of six hundred? But do you think um, that exaggeration is necessary to uh, cause people just enough panic to take the preventative measures? So do you think that we would all be using hand sanitizer, washing our hands, if we didn't have these sort of scary statistics uh, almost forcing us into doing that? You think that, but how many people are actually doing it? That is true. That is a good point. Yeah, and then you've got to think about, oh, you do biology, so you're going to have to back me up on this if I'm right yeah. or not. Um, talking to David, I truly can't see me pointing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Like it's like if you use hand sanitizer every single day, you develop, I guess, an immunity to it. Or like it doesn't, it's not as effective. And so, if you're bulk buying all this stuff, it's just really, it's kind of fruitless. I think hygiene should improve as a whole because we have people in our school, aged from 11 to 18, who anywhere along that age line do not wash their hands after using the toilet. That is unacceptable. You're old enough to know better. Mm. And so, I think things like this, I don't want to say good in any way because I think the fact that lives have been lost as a result makes it an awful awful thing but if we had to talk about changes for the future maybe people will be more hygiene conscious like you said yeah. but then again you guys raise the point of how many people are actually doing that Davod your thoughts please well even with like the amount of social media coverage on this and the emphasis on it the exaggeration of it it has it has the effect of improving some people's hygiene but I can't say exactly how many people are doing this, but mm. the other problem is the panic that it creates in the supermarkets, in shops. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of stuff that's gone out of supply yeah. just because of the fear. It's caused massive economic repercussions as well. Yeah. Just the panic, not not even the general panic, just the general panic and the lack of consumer confidence with products and companies recovering from like the general like lo- uh, loss of hand sanitizer. 
they're not being able to produce as much. Mm-hmm. It's hit the economy massively. And again, like I can't remember budget day was like two yesterday or the day before. The the government's putting thirty billion pounds towards public health care. And again, it goes back to the fact do we need that much money yet? Because there's other mm-hmm. situations like in the country right now that arguably are bigger than the coronavirus, it's more just the panic about coronavirus, which is almost influencing government's decisions. Yeah, I, I think the reason that the government has to focus on this right now instead of all the other issues that are um, kind of already occurring is the fact that it's so new and it's so unknown that they don't know. I mean, it's already mutated into, what, two strains? Yeah. And they don't know whether they're going to be able to develop vaccines um, against all these different strains. And also the fact that it's hitting the vulnerable. Yeah. Um, mm. they, they do, I think, it's necessary for them, kind of just under the pressure, really, of how many yeah. people are going to be worried about it. If they do need to address mm-hmm. this issue first, just keep it under control before they can um, then focus on the issues that are still occurring, that have been occurring over time. Mm-hmm. My thing is that they're just going to get too overwhelmed by the influence and panic and pressure on people because mm-hmm. they've already, they've got cracked already. They've all, almost had the option of closing schools mm-hmm. after 600 cases and only eight people have died. And closing schools is a viable option, maybe not yet. But just the mass panic has like caused a sort of influence of them to start thinking about it already, which hasn't happened before. Oh, I was gonna say, like leading on from both of you, I'm a bit close to the mic because I need to use my phone at the moment. And um, there was two things. The first is that it's this idea of like, oh, we're young and we have this kind of luxury to be able to say, chances yeah. are, if we get it, we're gonna be all right. Because yeah. the general, like, I guess, layman's terms of how this disease or this virus works is. It's an immune system inhibitor, which means if you get it on its own, you'll be fine. If you get it and then you get something like pneumonia afterwards because your immune system's already weak, you're attacked much more viciously. But again, because we're young and relatively healthy, chances are we would be fine. <laughs> but, um, but the issue is, I saw someone tweet out something along the lines of, it's great for you to say, oh, stop worrying about it because it's no yeah. big deal. But we, we're lucky because we're not pregnant, we're not elderly. Yeah. And so maybe it is worth being a bit more sympathetic towards yeah. it. And I think it's quite selfish of us to um, think, oh, it's such an inconvenience, we have to close schools, things like this, um, because we're not going to die from it. <laughs> no, but I, no, I, but I think <laughs> school closes. Um, or just, you know, generally, yeah, it's, it's an inconvenience, yeah. all the, um, uh, I don't know the word, like, hubbub. Yeah, just every, everything <laughs> that's going on. Um, but if we think about it, it's quite um, selfish of us because even if we're not going to contract it, we could pass it on to someone else. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a really long time to say that. I don't know why. Uh, and that's why they have to take those uh, preventative measures. And that's why I think we have to just kind of respect that, even though we're probably not going to die, someone that we know or someone yeah. that we could be in yeah. contact with uh, might. And you don't want that on your conscience. Yeah. No, no. no. I think, yeah, like, especially, I couldn't really put it better, but I think we just get caught up in what if it happens to me? what if it happens to you and then it happens to other people because yeah. forgetting. but leading on from what you said about this idea of it being really big in the news right now um, back onto Reddit ew Reddit um, I, there's a, the main thre- one of the main threads is r slash ask Reddit where people get to ask questions and people reply to them and the question um, from 20 hours ago was what are we all missing right now because it gets overshadowed by coronavirus news and there's some stuff on here that is ridiculous so yeah. On some light, on a light-hearted note, it says a new dinosaur the size of a hummingbird was found literally yesterday, oh, wow. which is quite cute. Yeah. But then we have immediately after parts of Africa and South Asia are having their crops decimated by a massive locust swarm, and it's estimated to impact yes. the food security for about twenty million people. Wow. So twenty million people in relation to, I guess, the six hundred that are a threat in the UK or yeah. however many worldwide. I 
maybe we should focus on them. Yeah. But then someone wrote a summary. Um, the issue is this gets a little bit political, and I don't, um, I don't want to like force any views. But so hold on, let me just quickly try. I'm trying to fill in while I'm um, thinking it. But basically, one of the main things that happened is I think the Russian government or Russian parliament passed a reform allowing Putin to stay president until 2036. Uh, we were talking about this this morning. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So yeah, you guys are pretty aware of that. But when I read it, yes, like yesterday or last night, or whenever. It's just the whole thing with him, like giving. Is it like a lower position, all the power of being leader, and then when he resigns, he's going to take that role, basically yeah. making the role that he has completely <laughs> irrelevant. Yeah. I should not. That's really power. funny. It's genius. It's, like that's so smart. It's actually genius what he's done, but. <laughs> Oh. Very immoral. Yeah. It says, yet another US Senate bill aimed at undermining end-to-end encryption and slowly stripping away people's privacy. Again, I feel like I should emphasise the fact that these aren't my own words, so any like biases that come through them are just users posting them, but that's a thing that's happening. Yeah. And, oh, Boko Haram is still stealing girls from their homes and burning entire towns. What, what a lovely yeah. time. Where, where is Boko Haram, I think they're in Nigeria, yeah. right? I, all I know about them is the fact they kidnapped a load of girls yeah. when we were quite young, so in a few years ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Um, and some of them have been returned. Some of them have been like indoctrinated so that they don't know if they want to return, so they just sort of stay there, and some are just missing. I know that the name stands for books are haram, essentially, and haram being forbidden in Islam, which isn't accurate because speakers are Muslim. The Quran the is Quran. basically a book. Um, but I, essentially, um, I know I said I don't want to be political, but I'm going to put a label on this. They're sexist and they don't want girls to have an education as well. Yeah, that's the whole point of the name. But I thought they kind of disappeared after the main thing, but they're still doing it. Oh, here's another one. So for geography, ex-geography, current geography, and never a geography student. In that oh, one. I did. Wait. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. Cold, I didn't know. Oh, it's because you... Oh, yeah, you were in the Beebs class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. Sorry. Um, but it says, A city in Puerto Rico is now entirely underwater because the island is so impoverished, hundreds of people just don't have homeowners insurance to move, so they're homeless. And, like, I think there's something to... Okay, oh, there's a big... I, I know I've read out a lot, but there is just a big summary here about stuff going on in Syria and Turkey. Yeah. Um, anyone can really go and find this stuff out themselves. Yeah. I don't really want to read biased newspapers anymore, but I just wanted to, like, just put it out there that while this is... Yeah, I, th- I think news is always so one-sided. It's, I'm kind of getting a bit sick of it. Like, just from a, like, consumer's perspective, I'm tired of seeing Brexit. Mega Mark. I was, was going to say, just before this, it was all about Brexit, and you, all and you saw was um, everyone's talking about Brexit, but what else is actually Brexit happening? In the, <laughs> what else is actually happening? And then you had like Megxit and stuff as well. Yeah. 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 It, it's but just I, I thought I should bring this question up. What is news? Why do we need. Cool. No, but like, why do we need to know <laughs> about all these things that aren't going to affect us? And I'm not saying that because that's my opinion. I'm putting mm. it out there as a question. Um, I want to hear your guys' opinion on it. Um, why is it wrong to cover an issue that is going to affect us instead of an issue such as somewhere in Nigeria that isn't going to affect us? What are your thoughts? Over to our guests. I think it's more to do with just the general principle of what's happening. It doesn't matter like where it's happening. It's just the general principle that something's happening in other countries far much worse than what's happening here, and yet the media is deciding to cover what's happening here just because it's in this country. Do you think about the Amazon rainforest when it was on fire? Yeah. How long was that on fire until it went moved by? Two weeks? Yeah. And what was on the news here? Brexit. And I get yeah. that two years later after Brexit's happened. And yet we weren't told about a fire happening in the rainforest, which could potentially harm 
very silly effects us mainly. That rainforest burning affects everyone in the world, and yet they decide to cover Brexit. It's sort of this thing that you've got to base it on principle. You should possibly cover. Yes, I understand it's a British organisation and it's in Britain. Cover, you know, British news, but also why not give a mention to all the other stuff that's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just a quick interjection um, on a technical note. Apologies for any background noise that's going on. We don't have control over that. Um, better facilities coming soon. <laughs> Double okay. your take. I think there's two culprits to this. There's the media itself writing the articles, choosing what stories to present. And then there's us, the consumers, choosing which stories to read. And the influence that the media has, obviously, is that the influences, the way they're influenced is that they're going to cover what's affecting the journalists, right? Because that's what interests them, that's what they want to pursue. And for us, a lot of us would rather look at stuff that affects us. Generally, I don't agree with that. I think every problem in the world is humanity's problem it's not just some other person's problem on the other side of the world that we can't do anything about so the only thing we can do is just make sure we're going on these media sites that do portray the whole story every single story and that we're open to being aware of what's going on in the world around us because sorry, I was gonna say, but can we necessarily say that like people should avidly go out and look at it because it's sort of a tradition, not tradition, but it's sort of a regular occurrence where people sit down at six and ten o'clock to watch the BBC news to understand because for most people that's what they identify as that's their way of getting the news. Everyone has the BBC news app on their phone, yeah. so I get where you're coming from that they should go out and seek it, but I think more blame's got to be put onto the journalists and the company yeah. because. Most people see the BBC as where they can get their main source of news from. And if they don't hear from the BBC, it's unlikely that they're going to hear from anywhere else because they don't normally do go out of their way to like look at it. And it's just generally what people, most people, I think, do. So I think it's got more blame to be put down to the companies and the journalists. And also, I think possibly the idea of profit making money that way, because you can imagine how expensive it is to take a news reporting team out to the countries like Brazil, Nigeria wherever to get that film whereas it's just so much cheaper to go down into London and get a shot from there definitely I think like as a summary of that I'd say it's like a cyclical thing yeah. whenever you have party A and party B and you're trying to decide who's responsible I think it keeps passing from hand to hand yeah, because be. like you could yeah it's like a very cyclical argument yeah, where yeah, it all yeah. links onto the other um, what I did want to know is you said Dabbled, you mentioned uh, like finding out what is like okay, okay, it's presenting the true news. I don't want to like put words in your mouth, but that's the gist I've got. How do we know? Like, I, I remember feeling quite frustrated because wherever you go, I was, okay, this is one of my favorite things I've learned, even though it's such a basic concept. I learned it from Miss Healy, my old English teacher, so shout out to her because she was amazing. So is Miss Murray, love her. Um, <laughs> but she was talking about this idea of you can never ever be truly unbiased. I know it's a really simple concept, but yeah, when no, I first no, heard it, it's it just blew my mind. Yeah. And so it's this idea that we can never have this true objectivity. You can never say a narrator's unbiased, you can never say this within the context of English literature. And so when it comes to the news, wherever you go, you're always going to be missing out on that little bit because someone phrased it a certain way yeah. or because they didn't think that was important. And then if you think about it, those little bits are going to add up until eventually you might end up being just as bad or just, I don't want to say bad because they're not bad but like just as I guess complacent as a lot of yeah. the other people who yeah. just sit down at 6 and 10 
And so, what's your take on that sort of thought process? Can I just interject for a second? Yeah, sure. I know, Davon, you and I have talked a bit, especially around your EPQ, around this idea of historiography. Yeah, and, I was, yeah, I was And I think it's actually, it almost terrifies me to think that everything that we've learned as fact, especially in subjects like history, and to an extent, subjects like science as well, where it's all based mm. on theories that have been found in the past, we take this as fact, we take our textbook as facts. But if you think about it, all those facts are based on somebody's account of events, somebody's opinion of what they thought happened. And say there's um, an undiscovered, different side of the story that we're not learning about, and we're actually learning an inaccurate portrayal of history. Um, what does that mean? What does what, that mean for humanity what, and the lessons that we're learning? I just thought of like a George Orwell moment where we're just living in this like someone spying on us. Yeah. It's, it's like then it's that question: Who writes history? Is it the victors? It's the victors who write history. Exactly. So you're always going to hear the victors' version of the story. Unless they were a really nice person, they felt bad for the losers, and they were like, well, "What well, that that ever happened?" Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Dan, when I interrupted you. Yeah, I'm going to talk about this from a history perspective, but I want to make clear that I'm relating this to the news like in my head and stuff. So the way I did my EBQ is I looked at a range of historians, a range of views. And the whole point of that is that if you find that spectrum of who's going to agree with this point more and who's going to completely disagree and say it's, it's complete waffle, and you manage to form a synthesis from that, you can apply that to the news in a way where you're going to multiple sources multiple news outlets. I, I just remember Mr. Young telling us about this, China and Kai, yeah. us. No one listened no to it. No one listened to it. We got the same thing in yeah, you're not He just tried to get us to live outside of the bubble, which when you, I know I use, when I use Chrome, articles come up for me and they're targeted towards me. They're my interests. Yeah, so, all of mine are small Mine all rubber down each other. I think that's the fear um, that a lot of people have with... Um, technology kind of tracking yeah, what like, you're doing this is my EPQ I, yeah, I don't want to be presented with my like, with what my phone thinks I want to see I want to see the world yeah. I don't want my world being just yeah. shown back to yeah. me it's yeah. like Amazon that's what they do a lot but it's a lot to do with their sort of targeting like they know what you like so yeah. if they like advertise what you like you're more likely to buy it yeah it's all coming down to just wanting to make money just a quick life hack in case you get like sick and tired or you feel like your privacy is being invaded by those ads I think if you go into your ad settings, you, you can turn off personalised yeah, ads. Yeah. So, like, I'm really sick of time. Every time I click on a YouTube video, getting a red bubble ad, the same, like, theme song and everything, just because I order everyone's bad Vegas <laughs> No, it's great. I'm so happy. Yours came, or part of it came, but it's fine. Part of it. Part of it, part of it Sarah. <laughs> well, you know what it is, but, yeah. Oh. One of the... Th- yeah. But anyway, um, that's besides the point. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and so it's, like... It's, like I guess just a quick interjection. In case anyone didn't know, you can turn off those personalised ads. Sometimes though, I'll, I'll admit I find them useful. Well, like not yeah, necessarily no, useful, well. but they like on my Instagram, for example, yeah, it'll yeah. see what clothes I've been looking at, and then you get these clothing ads, or you see yeah. the accounts I follow. Although I never buy anything because I'm broke. Um, <laughs> why lie about it? But it's it's like it's cool just to see and like you learn about. It's a kind of a way of keeping up to date with trends. Yeah, yeah, I mean that kind of thing can be helpful. But then when it comes to presenting new stories specifically tailored oh, to you yeah. or um, kind Facebook, of Facebook. yeah adverts that are not just products, adverts for I don't know um, something's happening in the news or like a sort of political message or something. That's when um, it's kind of morally grey, and you have to question: Is it? the consumer's responsibility to deliberately go and seek out unbiased news sources and, as I've said, seek out a variety of sources, or is it the responsibility of um, the news companies who are portraying themselves as presenting facts to genuinely present unbiased facts? Oh. Well, 
I kind of talk about this in my But just the idea of responsibility in terms of what you're putting out there. Um, I was super proud of my conclusion, I'm not going to lie. Um, where I reached a conclusion where I basically said... So, for context, my EPQ was on um, how medical conditions are portrayed in media, particularly cinema, and like what are the ethical responsibilities of that. And so... I think the strongest example I have in there is talking about 13 Reasons Why, because it's something that most people are familiar with, at our age at least, Um, and it broke the news where there are so many studies coming out saying, um, after that show was released, because it talks about suicide and depression, how teen suicide rates actually rose. And they were copycat suicides because it... Because they glamorise it, they romanticise it. It angers me so... Me too. I'm trying to keep formal because I don't want to go off on a rant, but literally what happened was they presented suicide a permanent decision as a means of getting revenge. So then you get these copycat suicides of these people leaving these tapes behind and these are children, these are teenagers. You can't do that. I think like it's just, and so that's where we talk about responsibility where the people who made that show, it doesn't matter who wrote the script, who the production person was, who signed the check at the end of the day, it was someone's responsibility along the line or all of their responsibility to stop that from happening. Like it is not okay under any circumstance, especially because it's so easily preventable. And I think, like, it's just about knowing your audience. They knew that, the, like, people from ages of 12 to 18 were predominantly going to be watching that. Well, These yeah. are people who aren't going to be of stable mind. Like, because our you teenagers, our emotions yeah. are still developing. We're st- our brains are still developing. And even, okay, for someone over the age of 18 who does is more susceptible to mental health conditions, that could have seriously impacted them. But then I guess the responsibility lies with them as a consumer to avoid that sort of inflammatory content. Mm. And that's why I talk about the responsibility of the consumer. But when we talk about the responsibility of the people who make it, it angers me when everything can be done to literally save lives. Yeah. Those children did not need to die. Yeah. The people who did that didn't need to be hurt in any way, shape or form, but they did because they watched that show and they got the wrong message from it. Why? Not because they interpreted it wrong, but because that was what was so blatantly being forced at. And I think there's definitely a fine line between kind of sensitively um, portraying mental health issues and talking about suicide, mm. but not in a dramatised Netflix show yeah. with high-profile actors, with um, a fan base. I, I just, angry yeah, I just think that's such an irresponsible way of handling such a delicate topic, um, especially, as you mentioned, targeted at a young, um, yeah. easily influenced audience. I just, I, I just want to know who approved yeah. that. These people, they have degrees, they study film, they stud- They are fully grown adults with careers behind them. How do you mess up that badly? And in fact, we studied um, in psychology, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the exact example, but there was a film um, a while ago about um, somebody like chasing, uh, it was a, m- a murder film or something, and then after that, everyone was so easily influenced by it that there were copycat murders um, based on that film. I th- okay, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Wait, oh. And there's been quite a few cases of that as well. Mm. It's just, yeah, it's like... Uh, but then I guess, from that extent, you could just talk about then the responsibility of the consumer, and you go back around in this yeah. loop, just yeah. like earlier when we were talking about yeah. this cyclical loop, where you could say that the, it was the minority who picked up on that message, like a significant minority, and they were just people who were mentally unstable. Yeah. And then you think about, well, what could have been done to stop that? A TV show isn't going to be the make or break point. It can no, be no, something that inspires no. it, it can be something that sparks a flame, but it isn't going to be the one thing. No, yeah. You've got to understand that within the context of these people's lives, they've got this whole built-up thing. And if I had to point a finger, I'd point it towards government legislation, towards mental health. And like as a thing where it's shocking. Like in our school, for example... 
people have gone for years without decent mental and only recently when we had a change in leadership that it's being reintroduced and well being and yeah. uh, pastoral I've, I've noticed a change definitely. I think and I'm happy to see the change. But then um like it's a bit late for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, so I'll be honest and say that there's a, there's like almost this I guess resentment. I know it's immature of me and when I'm older I'll grow out of this. But if I'm gonna express my teenage teenage angst now, I'll say it like this. I'll say for five years, regardless of what was like, I could have just been having a bad day. Like, it didn't need to be a prolonged problem, and I'm not going to say whether it was or wasn't. But for five years, myself and all of my friends were neglected in that capacity. Everyone in this room was, pretty much everyone in our year group was. It, mo- it wasn't done with malice, it was done because they didn't have the funding. It's as simple as that. But for five years, when we were growing and we needed that support, we didn't have it. And that, like, angers a lot of people, not just me. And I think it's just, it's so sad to see that now that we have it, we don't trust anymore and we don't open up enough anymore yeah. so that we can't take advantage of yeah. it. And I think it's just, it's one of those things where, I was, so I was going to say, you could say that maybe we need to be a bit more mature about the situation and swallow our, like, grudges or, like, yeah, let go yeah. of them and take the first step into getting help if we need it. But then you've got to say that these are adults, these are teachers we're dealing with, maybe they should understand that we're teenagers and we're going to be immature. Yeah. And again, yeah, it's a cyclical thing. <laughs> oh, wow. This is like Philosophy Club, where it's just, everything just goes around. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Shout out. Oh, my God. Imagine having Mr. Riley. Mr. Riley's um, head of RS at our school. The man is revolutionary and genius. Um, imagine having him as a guest. Wow. We should, we should do a religion do episode. Oh, he could So, yeah, so we were talking about this, where, because um, usually we'll keep it to one slash two guests per, yeah. like, thingy, or some will just do it just us to see how it goes. We were saying that once every so often, like, I guess maybe, let's, let's say hypothetically once every two months, we have, like, a special themed episode where yeah. we bring all of our friends in, because we've said this in the last episode mm-hmm. before, that our friends group is such a diverse group of people in terms of, like, their mindsets and the way they see things. You know what Mr. Murdoch, sorry, one of our teachers, uh, was saying in assembly about how um, people surround themselves. Yeah, I'm so yeah, disagree with was, that. He was saying that yeah, people we had surround this conversation themselves. Yeah. Didn't we? yeah, he was saying that people surround themselves with people that are similar to them um, and in this way, sort of like how the media presents us with what it it thinks we want yeah, to hear. Yeah. Um, we're never gonna have any a different viewpoint on life because everyone around us is gonna have the same viewpoint as us. But Keen and I were sat next to each other and we were looking at each other and I'm sorry, Keen and I disagree on so basically many things. Basically everything. You can't leave them alone together without <laughs> hearing like an argument or like family. You know, but to, yeah, we're close friends. Yeah, we're yeah. close friends. And we're able to just talk about things. Okay, granted it gets a little bit aggressive sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't sometimes picks up enough. I don't think out of the four of us here, we we don't have that similar views yeah. on things. I guess we the only thing we have similar is that we want to discuss things and we enjoy debate and we enjoy topical issues. Yeah. But where we and actually we stand on them is very different and I think that's actually what makes our group stronger. Yeah. yeah. And like again, like just feeding off of that, like I, when he said this idea of I, I, I respect what he said because I, I see it's true in many like instances of yeah, yeah, just wanting to be with people who are closer to you. Like yeah. so for example for me, um like sometimes so the school I'm half Arab, there aren't many Arabs in the school, hence like a lot of my friendship group outside of school just based on circumstances who I grew up with, a lot of them are Arabs. Oh same and same with me. Yeah, um, security comes yeah. from that. So I can understand that. But even then, we're like screaming at each other because we've got completely different views about things, yeah. and it's like we're still very good friends, yeah, and we exactly. still understand each other. And so I think the way he said it, it was almost as though people are afraid to be around people who are different to them. And I guess that's completely true in a lot of situations. I can see that being true. Yeah. But I don't think it applies to us. I think it comes with um, tolerance. I think it comes with confidence in yourself, and mm. I feel like if we'd all come into this school now. 
um, not knowing each other, we probably wouldn't naturally gravitate towards yeah. each other. But five years no. of trying out different friendships with different people and learning and kind of discovering yeah. who you are and being really comfortable in holding your own opinions and holding your ground, that's what makes mm. a friendship with kind of different views really work and actually yeah. be really good for developing discussion and ideas. Yeah. I feel like, though, when you said that, a lot of our friendship has to do with complete circumstance. Oh, like, register order. Like, yeah. Seating <laughs> <we, laughs> plans. Like, okay, like, Davod and I really, like, only became, like, close friends, I guess, like, in the summer via, like, year 11. Yeah. And it's like, that wouldn't have happened if you weren't friends with, I guess, like, Neha, Ryan, other people I was friends with. And how did you become friends with them? Probably through pure coincidence. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like my friend with my friendship with Ayan only started because the person I was meant to be sitting next to in Spanish was ill. Oh wait, when, like what year group is this? Year eight. But he year was, eight Ayan as well. Oh, he, the guy I was meant to sit there was ill and I went by himself. So he came. Who was it? I want to know. Yeah, that. I miss that guy. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I remember. Geography for us, like, geography. Yeah, geography yeah. Yeah. but me, Aaron, Melissa, those are like some of my closest friends. Yeah, how did you guys become friends? We all go to different schools. Yeah. We just be, we're just on the same bus. Not anymore, but we were just yeah. on the same bus. That's, every that's amazing day. how you find those. That, though, yeah, like, completely random, yeah. and just approaching them, talking to them, and stuff like that. I mean, just yesterday, I told Aaron I loved him. He said he loved me back, oh. and that's a constant thing. That's a constant thing. Yeah. I love you and Aaron. Like you're just such I a love great him friend. So much, yeah. Aaron, I like I met him for the first time at Davos birthday thing, and I've yeah. never been more impressed by a person. Like I was, just, <laughs> I, was, I was like, he's just great with the story. He's just such an amicable guy. Like what a geese. Like we love him, <laughs> geezer. Um, no, but she was, like you said that, and I was like, I would never be able to approach someone on like public transport. I get so scared. Oh, like, same, what yeah. if they stab me? <laughs> In my area, they might. Um, but no, like, and it's just like I think that's just so like great that you just yeah that you guys are just friends. Like I didn't know how you became friends like that, but that's so cool. But then I think about like a lot of the year thirteens and like past students at the school who I became friends with. It was because they were on the train and they saw us as like year sevens on the verge of tears because we didn't know where to go. Yeah. And they just like completely took care of us. And it's like, now it's like um, they're off at uni but we're still in contact. Or like, um, one of the year thirteens who left at year eleven, we still like DM all the time because we love Money Heist, which you guys should all watch. Yeah, definitely. I've watched it. Huge. Oh my god. Uh, 3rd April. 3rd April. You know, for me, it was like we should get everyone around to someone's house and just bid for the whole of season four. Do you know what though? So many people I try to to don't like it. And I'm like, excuse me, first of all, who do you think you are? Second of all, like, I haven't I haven't tried watching that. I feel like that shit. Do you know what I like about it is that it's one of the shows when you read the plot and when you figure out the character types, you think this could so easily be generic and boring, but somehow it isn't. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And you gotta watch How to Get Murdered because oh my god. I've, I've oh, watched. What, what is that? Can you explain? Like, it's like so you like this lawyer, right? Mm. And then she she has like a, a class, and then she takes like four people to work with her. Oh. But, the first sort of like first episode is sort of like a general life, mm. but oh my god, the plot twist is stupid. There's so many plot twists. Because I was I was watching season five yesterday, and literally the thing that happened it came out of nowhere. So, and oh they, god, ended, they ended the season, so I absolutely hate them at the moment. <laughs> it's just at the end of the season, so I've got to wait until a few months till it comes out. Oh. But you just don't see anything coming. That's what people are saying about on my blog, but I haven't seen the new season yet. So if you guys have, I need to watch it. Patricia's last season. Yeah, everyone says it's like breaks your heart and like okay. Dabbled, TV show recommendation, scenes we're doing that. Oh, and then Miranda as well. Everyone out there. Something I finished recently was Preacher. Oh, I really want to watch. I love Dominic. I would. Dominic Cooper. Cooper, Cooper. Yeah
What's, what's, what's the philosophy? Should I spoil it? No, Go, no, uh, no don't spoil it. Will it spoil it to... Will... Okay, I won't spoil it. Okay. But it starts off being very pro-God and it ends up being very anti-God. Oh, okay. okay. So I don't agree with that myself, but mm. I just liked seeing that journey. Mm. And it just taught me a lot about faith in general and that kind of... And the risks of blind faith in a way. Mm. And I'm just very glad that I actually chose to watch it. Because yeah. you just see that show on Amazon Prime or Netflix yeah, and you just true. randomly choose it. And that can just define you. Because the yeah. creature in that show is one of my role models. And there's many shows where I get role models from yeah. who have shaped me as an individual. Yeah. Exactly. And that's just me randomly picking a show, yeah. randomly picking a movie. Miranda. It's um, like a book club, but more. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, and I think we all know that I have Nehal, thanks, oh thanks for this, but Mr. Robot, I was so surprised I, I when she it. told me to watch it. Is I watched it, it's amazing. Really? I watched the first few episodes and I was thinking, okay, it's alright. But as you keep going, it's so, like, the comment on society is so strong and it's very political and it's very kind of consciously political. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, it's one of those shows that kind of it really makes you think about your whole life and just the way it's made is incredible. The way it presents the main character kind of being in his head um, and the sort of mental issues that he has to deal with. Um, it's, it's this idea of like unre- unreliable narrator. And um, you as an audience, I don't really want to spoil it, but the audience, um, you kind of, you take everything that you're seeing through his eyes as fact. Again, I feel like we've got a common theme throughout this podcast. Yeah, we just, you tr- yeah. As an audience, you trust everything that's going on. And then... There's a moment in like, the second season that just makes you rethink your entire perspective on the whole show. Oh, and it's oh, just, it's oh, insane. It's a good I couldn't recommend it enough. I haven't actually finished season three. I stopped um, yeah. after GCSEs, but um, I definitely want to pick it up. Do you know what? I think we need to insert like TV schedules into our lives. Because I'm just thinking, there's so many TV shows that I'm being told to watch. And you know there are some people who are just up to date with them all. Yeah. How do they get their work done? Uh, they don't. They don't. <laughs> but no, it's like. But then you feel like you're really missing out. Yeah. But no, I allow myself one staple, and that is EastEnders because it is so bad. It is good. Yeah, that's that's like me watching Love Island. It's such a crap. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're just same. watching it. It's so funny. Yeah, it's, a, it's a kind of mental release. Yeah, yeah. I can just completely turn off. Oh, because, yeah, sometimes but, it's nice just not to have to pay attention. Yeah, and I think the problem with me with um, having chosen to study three essay-based subjects, I love it. I do not regret it, but reading now is such an effort for me that when I get home, all I want to do is watch videos, watch TV, because it requires no mental effort. And I really know that I need to get back into reading. There are so many good books that have been recommended to me. But I just... The mental capacity... Oh, my God. Oh, yay. We love student culture here. We do. (laughs) Article grammar is great. Do you know what? I hope after our year leaves it will get better, because I can't see much, like, badness. No, that is you. Danger free. No, Danger but Abernathy is going to leave. Who? They'll probably leave Abernathy. Oh, yeah, that's they, it. They, they won't get back to it. It depends if they get back to it. You're saying that? Yeah, they're not going to pass it. Yeah. yeah. No, they just want to get off. Though. That is a filter, year 11 to year 12. That is a filter. Yeah, just, so the school weird. gets rid of everyone they don't know, basically. Mm. No, they try. They yeah, try. they try. It doesn't always work, they try. No, always. Yeah, do you want to know yet? Mm. Um, that was so uncalled for, but no, I, yeah. I don't. Well, what time is it? It's, it's almost two. Two fifty-eight. We still got a few minutes. I, on I the feel pop. like we could. I don't think we should introduce any new. Yeah, I don't think we should. Are there any final thoughts just on what we've been talking about? Today? And how did you find the podcast? Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. You guys can come back. Oh, we didn't get to finish off explaining. Um, but yeah, if we do do so, we were saying the first big group 
episode would be like a religion one because oh, yeah. we have very different perspectives on religion or something where we've got a good like range of opinions. Yeah. Maybe not religion and faith in general theology. Yeah, so we were saying yeah. we were going to come up with we were going to come up with what we were going to do is we were going to come up with prompt questions but we were going to let the conversation flow naturally. If we got a bit off track we'd bring up a prompt question. Having Mr. Riley to supervise that and just to give us an input would be great. Yeah, yeah that would be And he would be down for Tuesday lunch. I don't think that's not going to Oh yeah, true. I it's think like it would take at least an hour to get. Yeah, because we're yeah. thinking like ten of us, maybe even more. How many are there in our friend group? I've lost count. Um, it's probably yours. Thirteen coming to my. It's probably say twelve. Yeah. Because like some people aren't within everyone's friend group. Yeah. Okay. Like some of yours. Then. Yeah. Wait. So it would be us for like Ollie, Babita, Andrew, Neha, Yosha. Um, I feel like there's more people, and I feel really bad if I'm forgetting. George. George, Ion, Rohan, Villock. I yeah. feel like yeah. I think that's that's about right. Tyler. Tyler, Tyler, yes. Oh, God, yeah, like religion. <laughs> 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 that was so weird this morning. Where um, I was like completely out of it. Like you know when you're just you're aware but you're not aware. Yeah. And so I'm walking a bit behind them, and usually I go and I say hi, and I try and put like pep and be like, even if I don't have the be like hi. Oh, Wait, was... you were behind us this morning. So yeah, I told you this is morning. He did. So it was from about like you know the traffic lights just before school. Yeah. So I was behind. I was like, Tyler will understand if I don't say hi because she knows me well enough. Yes. <laughs> but I was like, I just have to make sure Keen doesn't see me. I had no clue. Looks, I felt so bad. So I was like, oh, what if they get offended? But I was also like, oh, no, we I were really so tired in the morning. We were literally walking. Oh my mm. god, don't miss all. Yeah, that's amazing. It does mean we're getting old. <laughs> like you know how we used to be able to go through five lessons straight and we'd be yeah. like running and jumping about screaming mm-hmm. I, know. I can remember going through five lessons not running, running around jumping and screaming well, like, I'm thinking like year seven or like we'd be oh, able yeah, to just like yeah because year seven I think we had like fashion stuff <laughs> <laughs> and now we just lost all joy for life it's oh, fine man. Yes, exactly. we struggle but we get by Imagine I'm tired today and I've had no lessons and I used, <laughs> I used to go through five lessons a day and I'd come home and I'd, I'd be Around. Yeah, I just. Mm. I think though, these next two years for us, if I were to put our premonition on, an, like not not a best case scenario or worst case scenario, but like an average perspective, it's just going to be getting your head down and doing it, even if you don't want to, because it'll get you somewhere in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. It's, it's, it'll, it'll test our resilience. I need to adopt my mentality soon. <laughs> but I think because people are getting a bit rowdy and you guys deserve a few minutes at least to yourselves, I. We should wrap up and say thank yeah, you so much for joining us. Go and see you guys. I feel like I feel like this was a bit of a ramble, but um, hopefully yeah. next week we'll come up with a few more topics. Yeah, and maybe have a little bit more of a structure. Yeah. But I'm, ha- I'm happy that we had an overall theme for this one, even though it wasn't really good. We kept coming back to the same point. Yeah, because cyclical guys. <laughs> um, Bucky's so sick of me saying that. <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna force this chair at this point. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, it's a work in progress. Yeah, I think so. And with that being said. Um, I've been Sarah. I've been Miranda. And this was the Common Brown Podcast. That's a wrap. Cute jingle. <laughs> we just have like live studio. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Common Ground. Uh, a quick note, our introduction and ending music was created by Cade Fisher. Thank you very much, Cade.